Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast episode number 142. And on this episode, we're talking about how to create content that converts to leads, sales, and lifetime customers. So if you're looking to create better content, create more consistent content, or just need to know what content to create, this episode is for you. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What, what, what is up, hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. Now, I'm really stoked for this week's episode because, you know, when I talk to my customers, my clients, my students, one of the questions I get most frequently is what content do I create and how do I create that content? And so I wanted to do an episode today where I talk about how to create content that ultimately converts. And we're going to get into what do I mean by converts and how does content convert and how do we create really great content. But Before I dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that later this week, I'm hosting a workshop, a three-hour workshop on how to launch your digital course with Facebook ads. Now, if you've been thinking about launching your course in the first quarter of the year and you're going to use Facebook ads to kind of amplify it, then you definitely want to head over to launching.heartsoulhustle.com. Again, it's launching.heartsoulhustle.com. It's going to be a three-hour workshop where I'm going to walk you through the theory of Facebook ads, the content, the creative, how to create really great ads. We're going to do an over-the-shoulder setup of Facebook ads for a launch, and we're going to talk about managing and scaling your campaigns as you go through your launch. So if you want to check that out, head over to the URL launching.heartsoulhustle.com. It's going to be a Zoom class. We only have 100 spots available, and it's $37 if you want to join us. So hopefully we'll see you in class this Thursday. January 14th. 
So let's get into this week's episode. Let's talk specifically about what is content that converts, okay? For me, content that converts does one of three things. It either grows or scales my audience, it grows or builds my email list, or it sells a product or service. So I want to just kind of lay the foundation. When we say content that converts, we're talking about converting people from your content onto your email list, into your ecosystem, or having them become a paying customer. Okay. What I like to do when I start content creation is I like to sit down and I like to plan out my next four to eight weeks of content. Now, what I have is when I come to sit down to record a podcast episode, I have a living document that I'm updating on a regular basis with myself, with my team, with my audience who's requesting certain content. And I'm just spilling out what I'm going to be doing each week. But here's where I think people get tripped up. What they do is they create content based on what they know or what they want to know or what they want to sell. And they don't create content based on a customer journey of moving people into the next big thing. So what do I really mean by that? What I say is that your content should serve the vision of your business for the year or for the quarter, depending on how you plan. So for example, let's say that you're launching a digital product around macro counting and you're doing it in six weeks time. Well, the next six weeks of content shouldn't just be how to get healthy, how to set New Year's resolutions. It should all be setting the stage for this macro counting course that you want to launch. And setting the stage is really like overcoming objections before they happen. So maybe when you launch your course, people say, well, how are macros different than calories? You could do a whole episode on how are macros different than calories and why they're better. And that episode alone is content that you create, that builds, that grows, but also overcomes an objection before people ever get to your launch. So what I want you to do is just take a moment right now. If you've got a piece of paper and you're listening, take some notes. If you're on a walk or you're working out, I know that's how some of us like to digest podcasts. I just want you to pause for a second and think, what could I talk about for the next four weeks that would lead to my launch or my digital course? Okay. And here is how I brainstorm content. I solve problems, objections, and serve psychographic information. (laughs) Okay. I know that's a mouthful, but basically what that means is every piece of content I create, I want to make sure that it solves a problem. So one of my most popular pieces of content on my website, it gets traffic from Google, it turns people into customers, is a blog post that I wrote about how to launch with a five-day challenge. It ranks really high in Google. If you search five-day challenge launch, it'll come up. If you search my name plus challenge, it'll come up. And that piece of content solves a problem. How do I launch with a challenge? The second thing is I want to address psychographic things. So a lot of times people, you know, we talk about demographics, like my person, my target market is 20 to 40 female entrepreneur, right? But we don't talk about psychographics. How does your audience feel? What problems do they think they have? What is keeping them up at night, right? So for me, this piece of content that I'm creating right now, it does two things. It solves a problem. How do I create content or what content do I create? But it also addresses a psychographic and addresses this fear or concern that my audience has, which is content creation. So many people in my audience and especially in the online space struggle with content creation. And so when I'm thinking about what content do I create, I'm addressing the fears and insecurities that my audience has. So one thing that's really important is that before you just start throwing content out there, 
you want to start to do a little bit of research on your audience. There's so many ways to research your audience. If you have a small audience, you can ask them questions on social media. Do you have a big email list? You can send them a survey asking them what they're struggling with. If you do webinars or video series, you can export the chat and pay attention to what questions are being asked. There's so many ways to do research. But when you start creating content, like what I want you to understand is that the most important thing to me is, am I solving a problem or serving a psychographic need of my audience with every piece of content? And does it serve the vision of where I'm going? So let me just do a quick recap, because like I like when it comes to content, I like to throw people in the deep end. And so you might be like, wow, that was a lot of information at once. So let's just do a quick little recap of what I do for my content. First things first is I want to make sure that whatever piece of content I do, it grows my audience, grows my list, or sells my product. In order to create the content or the context, I want to look at psychographic problems and real world problems that my audience has. So the perception of what they're struggling with and what they say they're struggling with as well. That means that I need to research my audience. And that can be studying Facebook groups, studying your email list, watching the comments that people leave on your blog, asking questions on social media. We can do a whole episode on how to research your audience. But what I want you to understand very superficially is that it's just about figuring out what problems do people think and know they have. And how do you create content that serves that? And then what I do is once I'm clear on a few different problems, I say, which of these problems are related to my next big promotion? And how can I map out four to six to eight weeks of content leading up to my next promotion? So I want to kind of double back just a little bit because we talked like all of your content should either grow your audience, grow your list or sell your product, right? So every time I create a piece of content, My goal is not simply to say, oh, I need to create content this week. It's to say, how does this serve the big vision of my business and the big vision of where I want people to be in my business? Okay, so for example, when I am mapping out my content for four to six weeks based on problems my audience has and based on the upcoming programs or products that I'm going to launch, what I ask myself is, how specifically does this grow the business? So for example, this podcast does two things. One, it grows the business because I'm going to run this podcast episode as an advertisement. You may have seen it from an ad to get more people listening to my podcast and engaging with my content. So I'm growing my listenership or my audience. Okay. The second thing is that during the intro of this episode, I talked about a paid opportunity to work with me. I talked about my Facebook ads workshop at launching.heartsoulhustle.com. If people listen to this podcast and then head over and sign up for that $37 workshop, I'm growing my customer base, right? And at the end of this show, I'll talk about how you can visit my website where I have a ton of opt-ins, a ton of offers, a ton of products. And if you check out those products and opt-ins, then you may grow my list or become my customer. So I'm growing my listenership. I'm driving traffic to my website to grow my list. And I'm driving traffic to a paid offer to grow my clientele. Now, sometimes it can be a little higher level. So let's say you're launching in six weeks and you have nothing for sale. It might be like, hey, I'm going to do a blog post and I'm going to put a freebie inside that blog post that's related to my launch and I'm going to drive my blog readers into my email list, right? What I want you to be thinking is, does this actively grow my business? I think a lot of times we create content, whether it be you know social media content, blog content, YouTube content, podcast content, because we hear that content is king, consistency is king. And so We do what we think we're supposed to do, but at the end of the day, there's a lot more that goes into it. 
It needs to be premeditated. It needs to be preconsidered. It needs to be precursory, and it needs to move people into where we want them to be. Now, in terms of how we decide what kind of content to create, like, should I do a blog? Should I do a podcast? Should I do a YouTube show? I think that you should have one piece of content a week, at least, that you own. So that's going to be a blog, a podcast, a video podcast that you host, either via your own website or via Libsyn if you're doing a podcast. You want to own some of the content that you're creating. So what I like to think is, how do I own one piece of content a week at least, and then use social media to feed that content? So for me, this week is about the podcast and about the Facebook ads workshop. So all the content that I create on social is going to be driving people to this podcast and driving people to that workshop. So the workshop, right, and the podcast are my content. I own them. I'm generating customers, listeners, followership through my content. The social media content, the Instagrams, the Facebook, the posts, I don't own those, right? Facebook could block my account, shut me down, stop me from running ads. They could do anything, right? Instagram could block my account tomorrow. I haven't done anything, but it can't, you know, they still could, right? So we just want to be thinking, am I creating content that I own and then using like borrowed content, social media to fuel the content that I'm creating? Now, the big question that I kind of posed is like, how do I choose which one to create? I say, go with what you're a natural at. What comes easy to you? So if you're a writer, a teacher, an explainer, go with a blog. If you're a talker, a presenter, a performer, go with a podcast. For me, I can talk all day, right? I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 bullet points that I just mapped out for this episode. And then as I go, I just work my way through the bullet points, like super simple outline of the show. I make sure I've got my key points in there. And then I just talk because I can talk and expand on points very easily. That comes very naturally to me. I'm also a decent writer. So, you know, maybe once or twice a year, sometimes more. My goal is to do it a little more in 2021. I'll write these really long form epic pieces of content that are designed to go viral. And I'm talking like 7,000 word blog posts, right? Little daunting, I'm not going to lie, but they work really, really well for my audience and for my following. So here's the thing in terms of what kind of content to create, whether it be a podcast or a blog, Go with what resonates with you and what you feel you can be consistent with. And then what I tell people is be freaking epic with your content. Give so much where others hold back. Okay, give where others hold back. So if I'm going to do a podcast on my launch, I'm going to like divulge all the details, the numbers, the metrics, the results, and I'm going to share everything with my audience. Because when people go to other launch podcasts, sometimes people are like, we made X thousand dollars and we ran this much in ads and that's what happened and congratulations. But when I do a podcast, I want people to be like, wow, Zach didn't hold back. He gave so much where other people don't. So when I do my podcast, like for me, ways that I don't hold back are I share metrics, I share numbers, I share real world examples, I share client success stories, student success stories. I show up where others hold back. The second piece of content is that I develop really epic resources to accompany my content. So for example, if you were to read my full challenge launch blog post, which we'll link in the show notes, I'll give you the link to the show notes at the end of the show, we'll link in the show notes, I link to a $37 challenge launch toolkit. That toolkit is $37, but it is like one of the highest value pieces of content that I sell. And 
this is like a, a double dip here because what I do is in that blog post, I literally give the entire process short of giving them templates and workflows and, you know, fill in the blanks. Like I literally give everything. I'm like, here's how to run a challenge. Here's how to structure a challenge. Here's how I structure a challenge. Here's the results I got from a challenge. If you want to learn more, click here and get the toolkit. Now, I do this for two reasons. One, you wouldn't have to do a paid offer. You could do a freebie that links to your thing. But the blog post itself is epic because other people are like, oh, here's how to come up with the topic for your challenge. And you can buy my $500 course to learn the process. Here's my, you know, this. And for just $1,000 from an automated webinar, you can learn everything, right? I lead with some of my best content first, that blog post for free, no strings attached. And then for 37 bucks, I turn them into a customer and I turn them into a lifetime customer because I have such a high value offer. Like I sincerely think we could sell that $37 offer for several hundred and it would, it would be worth it. Right. And I, I truly believe that in my core and that's not to pitch you on it or tell you to go buy it. It's simply to say When I develop content, I want it to be so dang good that it gets people talking, it gets people sharing, it gets people commenting, it gets people buying. So my free content is epic, and then I have low ticket content that's just as epic. Now, I do want to put a little disclaimer in here. I'm not saying that you need low ticket content. I'm not saying that low ticket content is the answer. I'm just saying that's how I do it. I wow my people at a low price point, and I wow them at a $0 price point. So when my $300 or $600 course comes along, or my $2,000 coaching program comes along, or people want to work with me one-on-one, they're like, I know that this dude doesn't hold back for free or low ticket. This thing is going to be epic, right? The most important thing that I want to say is that don't rest on your laurels of epic content alone. So I know I just spent like three, five, seven minutes, however long, talking about the importance of epic content, giving where others hold back, developing awesome resources, creating things that people think they would have paid for, but it was free or low ticket. I love that strategy. What I'm not saying is just rely on giving epic content and that will sell your stuff. Because remember, the first thing I talked about is that you should plan out four to six weeks in advance and make sure they serve the bigger vision, right? So for me, I have a course on launching coming up in a few weeks, possibly a couple months. We're finalizing some dates. But if I'm going to be launching a course on launching, then my Facebook ads workshop, which is about launching with Facebook ads, is ultimately going to serve that demographic of people, the people who are like getting excited to be inside my course. So I'm creating this epic workshop, not for the sake of creating epic content alone, but for the sake of growing my audience with quality and qualified content that shows them how they can use additional things to get results. And what I mean by that is, how can they use my tools, strategies, trainings to get results so that when the big training comes along, they've already gotten some wins, they've already gotten some results, they're already ready to go, but they've gotten the wins and results that prime them to want more. I've said this a few times, I just think it's so important to continue to harp on is like, All my content that I develop is strategically created to fuel what I'm doing in the business and the revenue generation, okay? I'm not just randomly throwing stuff out because I want to make a quick buck or because I want to generate revenue or because I feel like content is important. It's all designed specifically to move people into a frame of mind and action to be ready to buy and move into my business. 
But what's really cool about that is it's not self-serving. It's not just like, oh, look at Zach. He's going to sell more stuff. It's like, oh, look at Zach. He's creating this epic resource. This is totally free. And if I want to work with him, I can start to do that. So I'm creating this model where my free content beats out some of the best paid content out there, in my opinion. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. But I'm creating content that I think people are charging for, that I think I could charge for, right? And I push it out there and I deliver it and I show up and I put a low price tag on it or a free price tag on it and I just show up. So that's kind of everything I've got to say about content. You know, pre plan your content, make sure it's growing, solve problems, be epic with the content that you create. And then the last thing that I'll say is create epic resources to support your content. So this can be low ticket offers or freebies, but create stuff that people are wowed by the minute they start entering your atmosphere or your ecosystem. So for example, if you listen to this podcast and then you come to my Facebook ads workshop, I'm going to wow you with epic content where you're going to be like, this is the best $37 I ever spent. Because what I'm trying to do is create raving lifelong fans. That is what content should do. It should create raving lifelong fans and customers who are excited for everything you create. And if you're creating raving fans and customers and you're doing it through the lens of your bigger vision for the business, you're ultimately creating a pool of people that are excited to buy from you and you're doing it in a way that makes everyone feel good. And that's the big win here, you guys. When you create content that is epic and serves, people are excited to pay and connect. And you can serve free, low-ticket, high-ticket coaching, one-on-one services, courses, coaching, consulting, widgets. It doesn't matter. When you create content that fuels a bigger machine and makes people feel good and accomplished, think about how you show up differently than everyone else in the online space. It's not, hey, come listen to my podcast where I'll get you on my automated webinar and on my automated webinar, I'll sell you my thing. And that's the only way to really learn the secrets. It's like, no, I'm going to divulge some of the best secrets. I'm going to keep some of the resources and tools and trainings behind a paywall. Absolutely, because I am a business, but you can still get incredible results, support, traction, momentum from my free and low ticket content. And that is what I want you to take away from this episode. If you take away one thing from this episode, let it be that your free content should beat out other people's paid content. And it should be so good that people feel good just being around you and in your atmosphere, in your ecosystem. Now, the last thing I want to say, the last two things I want to say are about promotion and consistency. So we won't spend a ton of time here. But what I want you to understand is that once you create content, you need to amplify it. So I don't just write a blog post and then, you know, hope it does well. I promote it over and over and over again. Some of my epic blog posts that I mentioned earlier, the 7000 word posts, I have run those as ads. I've promoted them to my email list. I probably email my list about them once or twice a year. I send them out to people pre-launch. I send them out post-launch. I leverage that content over and over and over again. So promote your content with free strategies, social media, email marketing, push it out there consistently and regularly. Now, if you're publishing a podcast every week, maybe you promote a new podcast every week, but let's say you make that one podcast. It's like an epic podcast. It's an hour long. People rave about it. It goes viral. Promote that thing over and over again beyond its one to two week lifespan. Put it in your tool belt and use it over and over and over again. Second, promote for pay. So spend five, 10 bucks a day just promoting your blog or podcast to your warm audience 
so that people like, comment, share, and you can reach new people. You can take your content and promote it relatively cheap on Facebook, and you know, you're not going to get millions of views. Maybe, maybe you will, but you are going to start to grow your ecosystem. And again, remember, every piece of content is about growing, growing the business. And so, yes, you're going to promote it free, but I recommend throw 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks behind a podcast or a blog post that you create, push it out to your audience, even cold audiences if you want, and make sure that new people are entering your atmosphere and existing people are continuing to be nurtured with epic content. And then the last thing I'll say is leverage your network. So leverage your network to have people share your content. So if you know that you could serve somebody's audience, ask them to share your podcast. Reach out to people and say, hey, I had this great episode. I'd love to have you come on the show. And then we can share your podcast with your audience and my audience, right? You can make everything a win-win, but also think about how can you leverage your network to reach new people with your content. So that's all I'll say about amplifying content. Just make sure you're doing free, paid, and network-based promotion of your free content. And then last thing for this whole episode, then we'll do a nice recap, wrap up, give you the link to the show notes, all that good stuff is to create a consistent schedule. Okay. Now I am notorious for not being as consistent as I want to be, but what's helped me with that tremendously is planning out my content four to eight weeks in advance. Like I told you. So if I wake up and it's Tuesday and I think, Oh shoot, I got to record a podcast. I don't have to think about what am I going to talk about? Where's it going to go? It's like, I've already got the content plan there. I'm just going to come in record the episode, get back to work. And then I don't have to stress about my content. Second is that consistency on social media and on your podcast, blog, whatever creates authority. So someone who shows up on a regular basis is just seen as a bigger authority than somebody who's like, oh, here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. And again, I am not preaching from the place of Zach has great consistency. I ended up taking two weeks off of the podcast at the end of the year for Christmas and New Year's, and I didn't do a big post about it and I didn't announce it on the podcast. But you know, the reality is I show up on a regular basis. I email my list on a regular basis. I record a podcast on a regular basis. Social media, totally my Achilles heel, but I'm working on posting there on a more regular basis. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there that you also need to be thinking, am I creating content consistently enough that in one year, two year, three year, when someone falls in love with me, they can just binge on content. Some of my biggest fans are people who have discovered my podcast in the last six to 12 months but are like, you had over 100 episodes, I just binged and I loved it. And because my content is good, because I run under this principle of giving where others hold back, developing epic resources, creating content that serves my natural gifts, people like my stuff and continue to digest it. So I just want to put that out there that the consistency is important, but the consistency is easier when you've pre-planned your content, which is easier when you're solving problems and, and researching your audience. And It's easy to get that content consistent when you're creating epic content that people love because they'll start asking you for it, sharing it, engaging with it, and you'll be growing. And there is this element like, (laughs) I know it's not what we want to hear, but there is this element of like when our content is epic and people like it and share it and comment, we do get validation and it makes it easier for us to want to create more. So when I get a positive podcast review, you better believe that I am more likely to create more podcast content because I'm getting positive feedback. And that's just human nature. So let's do a quick wrap up. If you want a recap of everything that I covered today, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 142. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 142. And you can listen to this week's episode there as well as get the show notes and everything that I covered with a recap of the show, timestamps, resources that I mentioned, 
over on my website. But let's do a quick recap of what we covered today. First things first, you want to pre-plan four to eight weeks of content that serve the larger vision of your business at a time. Content that serves the larger vision of your business specifically grows your audience, grows your list, or sells products. In order to create content that does these things, we need to solve problems and address the psychographic needs of our audience. Once we know what problems our audience has, we create incredibly epic content. Epic content is quite simply giving where others hold back and developing free resources that people could pay for, but don't have to because your free content is just that stinking good. It's also developed in a way that speaks to your gifts. So if you're a presenter, a performer, a talker, podcast, if you're a writer, a thinker, a teacher, blogs. Then we take our content and we amplify it with free, paid, and network-based marketing, and then we do it consistently. If we have a schedule and we plan out our content, it's easier to stick to it consistently and just give, 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 and give people the opportunity to join you at a deeper level. So there you have it. That's how I create content that converts, what content that converts even is, and how you can do it in your own business. Now, I hope you got tons of value out of this show. If you did, do me a quick favor, head over to heartsoulhustle.com slash iTunes or open up the iTunes app on your phone and leave us a review. We love hearing from you and we love knowing what you guys thought of the episodes. And with that being said, get out there, create epic content, and until next time, keep hustling. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.